Hello friend, welcome. Welcome to the weekly groceries. It is a beautiful day today and I'm sat in this glass house. You can notice that I'm in a completely different location to where I was last time. And that's because I've moved now, I've gone to travel on to a different place and I'm staying with a new family. But the reason I wanted to do a very quiet and chilled introduction and maybe we'll even do a quick check-in with our breath to come into stillness is because it's very important. It's very important to be able to relax, to soothe your nervous system and to activate the parasympathetic nervous system if we're talking in terms of scientific things. But that, what that essentially means is you, you relax yourself um, so that you're not in flight and fight mode constantly, which with the constant stimuli in our world, it's very easy to get into a, a reactive mode all the time and we get anxious and stressed over really silly things that if you zoom out into the grander cosmos and the grander scheme of things, it doesn't really matter so much. But whatever you're bringing to the table today to join me, I just wanna say thank you. I've got you a cup of tea here. This is cardamom chai with a bit of oat milk and it's in this really beautiful mug. I really, really like this. Um, so there you go, enjoy that. As per usual, I'm going to drink it for you. Mm. Let me know how you are, how's your week been? And as per usual, let me know what you're grateful for this week. I'm just feeling grateful to be alive, to be honest. I, I'm floating in this kind of serenity bubble right now. I just feel really relaxed. Um, and it's Valentine's today as I, as I film this, so love is in the air, love is in the air. And something that I really wanted to share with you is this idea of, what was it? It's a complicated sentence that if I try and recall it, <laughs> it might get jumbled up. So I want to say it with precision. It is love it while it lasts because nothing lasts but nothing is lost. And that last little segment of nothing lasts but nothing is lost is the name of an album that someone recommended to me uh, at my last, the last place that I was staying at. So to update you a little bit before I get into the chat, make yourself comfortable, kick your feet up or just relax, you know, come into your body more so that you can listen more attentively, listen with presence, because that's really what we're here to cultivate on the weekly groceries is presence. To cultivate being here, to learning more about ourselves. Uh, and I'm delivering to you food for thought, food for heart and food for your spirit so that you can grow the garden of your life with me. So if you're here, then thank you. It really means a lot. Um, but as a little update, I'm currently in a place called Axminster. Uh, I'm leaving here soon though. I'm only here for a short stint. But I'm at another work away, I'm helping a family out um, with some decluttering and I'm living in this little caravan on my own, it's really beautiful and I'm just having a great time to be honest. I'm helping them with vegan cooking as well so I've been making a lot of yummy foods and yesterday or the day before I got to pluck beetroot from the ground with my bare hands which is a, a thing that I've not had much experience of, you know, picking and harvesting fruits and vegetables from the ground, I don't really have a lot of experience in that. 
in that arena. So to, to do that and to actually cook with that food and see how vibrant it is. And I mean, I'm in this gorgeous glass house right now. This is the, if you've been here for the, the weekly groceries since day, the first day of it, then you will know that it's my vision to manifest something like this. Um, a, a greenhouse, basically a giant greenhouse that I call the dream house where it's like a creative hub for everything to come alive. It's for, there for me to film videos, to create art, to, de to DJ, and to basically just allow people to come to a safe space to relax and be themselves and unleash their, their wild creative self. So that's like a vision that I have. So to see, to see this physically and to, to see it with my own eyes that things like this exist, like these giant structures, these giant glass houses, it's very inspiring and I, I love the, pe the, the energy in here. It's very peaceful, it's very tranquil. I don't know if you can tell, I'm feeling very mellow today. I actually just started my period today and it's on, on Valentine's, so I'm feeling, I'm just feeling so full of love. <laughs> so, so blissed out. This morning, um, I went swimming in the sea and I've never really sw swum in the English sea before, especially not in sp winter, springtime. And it was, it was quite cold, but the sun was glorious and uh, Jim, the, the guy that's, that owns this, this piece of land um, that's allowing me to stay here. He took me wild water swimming, I think that's what you call it. And we went in the sea and it was a glorious day and it was a glorious morning and it was so cold and I felt, I could feel the sand on my feet and just the water on my body and it's just, you know, I was imagining it kind of cleansing away, purifying any, any residue, any negative residue that I just don't, want to carry forward with me and that's the thing about the elements is that it's a very pivotal time right now to connect back with nature and if you've been tapped in and tuned into yourself and you're quite committed to the spiritual path then maybe you've also been feeling this as well so recently I've been feeling very called to nature and I know that a lot of people that I've met whilst traveling that I've, I've become friends with and friends that I have we're all being called to nature in a way that we never really have done before. And I'm not saying that this means that the plants are literally gonna start speaking to you and you're going to understand the language that they speak, but I feel like there's a draw towards what is natural. There's a draw towards what is real and what's organic. So this is kind of like a mini, mini, mini energy update. Mm. <sighs> Sorry, so good. Why am I sorry actually? I'm enjoying this cup of tea. I think it's a British thing, always kind of apologising for absolutely no reason. Anyways, that's just part of my conditioning that I need to let go, I suppose. <laughs> um, but a lot of people around me have been kind of feeling this draw towards nature. Like the guy I just met on my last work away, he, he's never really had any interest in gardening until recently and he wants to start growing his own fruit and vegetables. And people have just been saying to me, I think it's I think the plants are, are communicating with us in a way that they really have not done before. And if you're tuned in, you'll be free, you'll be feeling this frequency. You'll be noticing that you just have more of a pull to go for walks outside, or you'll be more attentive on your walks. And lately, lately I've just been feeling so connected to nature, just appreciating it with a sense of aliveness that wasn't there before. And oftentimes, you know, if we're going about the same routines in life, we're going about the same kind of environment, we kind of, it becomes part of our habituation. That is to say, 
it just becomes sort of this kind of involuntary process where we're just going about our mundane lives without much conscious attention inwoven into it. Like for example, when uh, Jim was driving us to the sea earlier, he said that we were talking about driving and he said that, yeah, when I'm driving, I'm not really thinking about it. It's just this unconscious automatic process and then my mind drifts off onto other things. But it's truly a time for us to start introducing a newfound sense of awareness, presence and tenderness in the way that we interact with nature. So that might mean for you going outside more, really just appreciating the ways that the, the plants and the flowers look and seeing them with a totally new kind of vibrant mind. And I've spoken about this before, I'm not sure in what video, but it's really important to approach things with a, a, a blank mind, an empty mind. And this means that you approach situations in your life with a complete new freshness that is not tainted by your own little mundane problems, worries and concerns or tainted by your own conditioning. Because let's say that you were, you were brought up in a household where you didn't really go outside much and you, know, you, didn't, you didn't really ever play outside or your parents were very strict about you doing your homework and you know, getting a proper job. You might not have ever paid much attention to you know, do, doing things with your hands, you know, feeling, feeling the plants outside. And, you know, of, of course, there's also um, this reality that prior to having shoes, we were walking barefoot. And that's something else that I really want to quickly mention to you is that this week I, I was barefoot for the first time in a long time. I'm talking barefoot on grass, by the way, feeling the grass under my feet. And it's because me and the guys that were at the last work away, we decided to, <laughs> we decided that we were going to walk barefoot to the shop. Cause we're all having this really lovely, deep, soulful conversation. And it's so energizing when you're on, when you're with people that uh, like talking about the same things that you like and you resonate in that way and you have a deep sort of uh, mutual connection that you can talk about things that are meaningful to you. And that, that resonance is there when people are on the same vibe. So I think that's really beautiful when that happens. Excuse me. But we were having this really deep conversation. And by the way, uh, there's a guy called Louie that I met and he has a podcast that is called Rediscovering the Natural. Uh, I highly recommend you go check that out because we talk about, um, well, he talks about the system and how to basically escape from your societal conditioning, escape this matrix that we are constantly being drawn towards and start remembering who you naturally actually are so i'll put that somewhere below for you to check out but we were having this very deep nourishing conversation and then all of a sudden we were kind of look, looking at each other with mad eyes saying shall we go to sainsbury's with no shoes on because louis's friend had been practicing being completely barefoot all the time no socks no shoes constantly for the past four months and he's kind of setting a trend and influencing people in that way and we were all just kind of reveling in this moment of madness being like yeah okay let's let's do that so all of a sudden we didn't even need to get anything from the shop but we ended up walking you know 10-15 minutes to Sainsbury's with no shoes on and just feeling oh my god we were feeling the the concrete the harshness of the concrete of course and your feet when you're wet when you're wearing shoes all the time you're of course not used to walking on concrete and feeling all these hard surfaces but it's a totally new sensorial experience to be barefoot and to be feeling all these surfaces that you always walk upon, you know, walk, walk upon habitually without much conscious attention. And then having that new 
sensory experience introduced to it where you've got so many nerve endings in your feet apparently that it just enlivens them in a totally new way and you're, you're essentially feeling life and feeling the earth in a totally new way but it's not totally new because it's natural it's what's natural before we invented the shoe that was designed to kind of enclose us and encage our foot so that we had to go to work and wear these prim and proper clothes and everything before then we were all roaming around naked i hope you don't ever forget that we were all, we were all naked no one was wearing shoes and no one really gave a shit about not wearing shoes because they didn't know what shoes were but it was so funny it was so funny because you could see that people wanted to look at us <laughs> they wanted to look and just investigate why is this these three people walking around and jumping around with no shoes on but they also wanted not to not to look kind of impolite so you could see people kind of looking and being confused and then turning away or some people were smiling but it just introduced this whole sense of playfulness of curiosity back into the picture because for example when you're a child when you're a child you don't really care you don't really care what people think of you. You'll pick your nose and eat it. You don't care because you think that nothing's wrong with that. And then society's conditioning tells you, do not eat your bogeys, you disgusting little person. <laughs> and then from then on, we internalize, oh no, I need to act in a certain way. I need to, of course, you know, if you want to pick your nose and eat it, I'm not going to judge you. I'm really, really not. Uh, you do what you want with your life. I'm not here to indoctrinate you with any form of conditioning. Um, but we kind of acquire all these different things and social etiquette and mannerisms that kind of prevent us from being our natural, spontaneous selves. And that is what is so beautiful about nature. That is what is really, I feel, so necessary right now at this time, is to return back to who you naturally are, your wildness, your creativity, your spontaneous being. And that's going to look different from every single moment. And I think we've kind of been conditioned in a way to believe that being impulsive is bad or wrong and that we should always think about our decisions. We should always think about, think things through. But oftentimes, when you start to think things through, you're introducing the mind into the picture. And when the mind is in the picture, that's when things get chaotic because your mind is telling you what you should and shouldn't do and kind of mulling over and arguing with itself. What's the right decision to make? Oh my God, what if this happens? But no, what if I choose that thing and it goes wrong? And oh my God, what if I don't have enough money to do that thing and I need to do that instead? The mind, when the mind takes over, you're not really gonna be able to be your most natural self because you're thinking and you're preoccupied with what you think you should be doing instead of just doing what feels right to you. And so oftentimes it's not the mind and it's constant over, overthinking and it's constant preoccupations with what might happen in the future. What if things go wrong or what if people care? What if people um, think about me and think that I'm weird, or for example, if you go outside and you wear no shoes and you're worrying about what other people are gonna think of you, all this mental chaos starts to begin to taint your experience. And then it gets you away from the complete naturalness of this world, like being able to walk around with no shoes on and not feeling like a weirdo because it's just natural and that's what we, we really came from. And that's why, you know, the mind is very, the mind is very strict, it's very linear, whereas nature is non-linear. Nature grows in whatever way it wants to. It, it unfurls towards the sun however it best sees fit. So when you see a plant growing, as you can tell lately, especially with my series on how to grow self-love in seven days, which if you haven't checked that out, highly recommend you do. It's a series of talks about growing self-love and uh, embracing compassion for yourself in a totally new way where we go really in depth into it. But anyways, I've been really invested 
in plants, and I, I'm enjoying using plants as a, as a metaphor for the things I speak about in my videos, because if we mimic the natural patterns of nature, think about what kind of world we'll live in, because we'll be harmonizing with the whole. We'll be harmonizing with the cosmos. And the reason that we've got so much chaos going on in the world is because we've completely disconnected ourselves from that. We've allowed the linear mind that thinks that it has to know exactly how my life should be structured out and how I should behave and who I should be. And then in that sense, we start to cage ourselves. We start to build this kind of structure around us because we're trying to seek a way to control our lives, basically. And I talk loads about that in the last weekly groceries or the one before that about Wu Wei and how Wu Wei is literally about embracing, embracing what naturally unfolds itself in front of you and who you naturally are. And when we look at a plant, you know, it's, it's growing towards the sun, it's doing its own thing, but it doesn't really, it doesn't really have a set way of growing until we come along, for example, and we put sticks, we put sticks on it so that it can grow in a certain way, so that it can grow in this rigid way that we want it to, and then it kind of grows a really straight uh, tree trunk, for example. Because we're trying to discipline nature, we're trying to discipline ourselves, essentially. We're trying to discipline ourselves so that we don't look weird, or so that we don't look awkward, or so that we don't fuck up, or we don't embarrass ourselves. And we're always trying to discipline ourselves so that we are not just allowing ourselves to be who we naturally are. And so last night, last night I was staying in the caravan and from, from the house that they live in uh, across the land, you can see through the caravan, especially at night time, you know, it's kind of facing and the, the windows are open and there's light, there's light from the caravan that's kind of beaming outwards, especially at night time. And last night I wanted to dance and then I had this kind of reluctance to do it and I noticed, I caught, I caught myself, I was reluctant to do it in case people saw me just dancing in the caravan. And, at night time and, <laughs> and thought, <laughs> thought that I'm a weirdo. And I caught myself, because this is very tricky and sticky, the ways that the mind will kind of get enveloped in self-consciousness or fear of embarrassment or fear of people thinking certain things about us, is, you know, it prevents us from just being our wild, natural selves and doing what we really want to do. And as I was saying earlier, you know, that impulsivity just acting on your impulses without really thinking about it. That's how magic happens. And I'm not saying that that's the case in every scenario because sometimes that does lead to uh, negative consequences. But for the most part, just allow, allow yourself to do whatever you want to do. Like if you want to dance, like I wanted to last night, you just let yourself do it. <laughs> Unburden yourself, allow yourself to be free. Free like a bird. Again, you know, it all comes back to, it all comes back to nature. Be free like a bird, fly like a bird, be like a tree, be rooted in yourself and just, you know, unfurl yourself, unfurl yourself to the world. So that's kind of what I've been, I've been thinking about lately. But I challenge you, I challenge you to go outside with no shoes on, with no socks on and maybe walk to the shop and you will see, you will see just how much your mind does not want you to do this because it means that you risk looking weird in front of the neighbors or people might think you've gone crazy or might think that you're a hippie or whatever. And you will see that your mind creates resistance to you being natural because it fears, it fears, it fears, it fears kind of the unknown really. It fears the unknown of what other people might say or what 
the consequences are if we kind of act on our impulsive um, impulsive drives and so you know if we just allow ourselves to be totally okay with what we want to do in the moment and what we feel like doing in the moment then you will discover a new way of living it will really just energize you in a new way especially if you do the barefoot thing and, and you're not used to that which I presume a lot of you probably aren't it will reinvigorate you it will show you a new way of living and you, you will honestly firstly you'll feel orgasmic when you touch the grass and with the plushy the plushy delicious grass with your feet honestly it's a whole it's a whole other ball game like especially after you've walked on the concrete for so long and your feet are kind of cold and it's hurting and it's ah uh, it's kind of harsh you go onto the grass oh it's heaven it's totally like heaven so I, so if you if you give that a go please let me know how that goes for you in the comments um and that, that will be a nice little challenge for you to kind of escape this mental confinement, this restriction restriction of doing something that is more creative, more fun, more wild, more spontaneous, more natural. And that's why, for example, I really love doing the weekly groceries. I've been really enjoying these longer chats because it allows me to experiment with what I naturally feel like talking about. And it also has been helping me to lessen my perfectionistic tendencies of you know wanting to always articulate things in the right way in a concise way like I do in my other videos but now I'm just allowing myself to free flow more and it's really helped me to relax more relax more knowing that this does not need to be perfect we are literally just here to chit chat about life um so thank you for being here as always but yes it's it's, it's time to return back to the natural non-linear world where you know you if you have an idea for example or if you find that you're very drawn towards something you you act on that you follow that thread because for example we kill creativity and we kill that that excitement that we have for things by saying that we either don't have enough time to do it or we're too tired to do it or we'll do it later and then we end up procrastinating when really you know if you ever feel that inkling of inspiration it's your impetus to act on it it's your impetus to dive into that. And that's oftentimes how I found myself getting into modes of researching things and learning more about the world in areas that I find fascinating. That's why with, with, um, with nature right now, I'm very, I'm very interested. I'm very interested in learning about flowers. I'm very interested in learning about how I can grow my own fruit and vegetables because it's just something that has recently caught my attention, something that I really want to immerse myself in. And so I'm going to give myself permission to explore that and experiment that with that. And oftentimes what happens with people is that they really... Oh, hello. <laughs> we have Ember here, the little doggy. Hello. Hello, lovely. But what oftentimes happens with people is that they, they get an idea for something or they get inspired to do something and then already they're caught up thinking about how they can execute it or what if it's, what if I can't do this right? Or what if I don't have time to do this? But whenever you feel something really resonates with you and you want to create something or you have an idea, write it down, write it down, or at least, you know, do, do something that kind of makes it a bit more tangible, excuse me, so that it's not just, you know, swimming in your head and lost in the, in the ether somewhere for you never to capture again. And that kind of impulsive, natural, reaction and following on with that and not really, you know, denying yourself that, 
That's how we get into the pleasure of creativity. That's how magical things start to happen. Like, you know, going to the shop with no shoes on because of impulsivity, because of spontaneity and allowing ourselves to be natural. That is really what I'm feeling lately. And I felt very drawn towards learning more about... Um... <laughs> Hello. Like dogs, sorry, dogs are so natural. She's just sniffing, sniffing the plants. Don't the plants smell nice? I'm sure that the plants are talking to Ember right now. What do the plants say, Ember? Maybe we'll never know. Maybe we'll never fully understand the totality of how intelligent plants are. But yes, that's really what I'm feeling right now, is this kind of uh, energetic download of feeling drawn towards nature, feeling drawn towards your natural self and allowing yourself to discover what that looks like. You know, if you feel like gardening today, go outside and do some gardening. If you feel like going for a walk in an area that you don't really usually tend to walk in, go, do it, follow. Follow your impulses. Follow what you are feeling drawn towards right now. But if you're on this kind of same wavelength as me, you would have been feeling it. Um, and yeah, maybe we should start talking to the plants. Maybe that's what we need to start doing. <laughs> Who knows what they have to say? Um, but what else? Something I really wanted to talk about is this idea of integration. Integration and allowing yourself to fully embody and download the wisdom that you've learned over the past little while. And for me, for example, this is the past two years that uh, where a lot of change has happened, and I'm sure for you as well, a lot of change has happened and you've, you've gone through, gone through a lot of things. And the thing about integration is basically, this is a word that gets thrown a lot, around a lot in the spiritual community, but what it means essentially is allowing ourselves to review Review the kind of insights we've been gaining, the kind of new things that we've been learning, the new observations that we've been making about ourselves and the ways that we relate to the world and the kinds of reactions we have to the world. And allowing that to become something that is etched into us and woven into us on a more permanent level so that we can elevate to a higher state of consciousness and make it real, make it tangible, make it not something that we've just kind of experienced fleetingly but something that actually becomes our new embodiment. And if we don't take the time to integrate and to really reflect on our journey, to really reflect on the things that we've been through, the hardships, the challenges, and the things that we've actually learned from those challenges and maybe the mistakes we've made. I call them mistakes because you might think that they're wrong, but again, you're just placing a, a judgment value on them saying that they are wrong, but really, in truth, nothing. Nothing that happens in your life is ever wrong. It's not ever by coincidence. It's, it's, it's part of a, a whole cosmic orchestration of things that you can't really comprehend with your human mind. So don't even, don't even try, but don't ever say that things in your life are, are these horrible mistakes because they had to happen in a certain way for you to gain the lesson, for you to, you know, grab your backpack, put all the knowledge and the wisdom in. So maybe you don't repeat that thing in the future also so that you can walk around as a more wise human being and that's why integration is so important 
to review and reflect and refine the kinds of um, information that we have taken in, that we've absorbed, and assessing what we need to bring to the next stage of life with us. So a really big cycle that I feel like I've just, I'm coming out of now is the past two years of my spiritual awakening, basically, because I, I had my awakening at the beginning of the pandemic, <laughs> and a lot's happened since then. A lot has happened. Uh, when I was when I was living alone in Manchester during that time, I just went through a very a very I call it like an incubatory phase where I just completely went into myself. I I was living alone for two months. I didn't go mad. I actually had a beautiful time, probably one of the most beautiful times of my life. Again, that's me placing a, a judgment value and compartmentalizing um, memories, saying that this is good, this is bad, which, you know, we've got to be very hyper alert and aware of when we do that, because we don't want to fragment life and say that these times were good, these times were bad, because they're all, they're all part of the process. They're all a necessary part of nature. Again, back to nature. It's all part of our evolution. It's all part of our growth, and we cannot ever force ourselves to be somewhere that we're not. And we don't ever say to a sapling that you're bad and we don't ever say to a tree that you're good. There is no, there is no comparison really. One's not better than the other. They're just at different stages. And in order for us to move throughout these stages more effortlessly so that we can blossom in this world so that we can fully flourish into the most natural and authentic expression of ourselves, we have to have some patience along the way. We have to really take time to sit with ourselves and Think about what is there, what is there left for me to realize about the situation that I'm currently in or the situations that I have been or the kind of patterns that I keep playing out in my life. So two years ago now, this is kind of when I started my YouTube channel. And if you've been here from the beginning, then thank you. You're an original OG <laughs> and I appreciate you being here. But I was living alone and I, I went through that whole incubatory phase of just feeling like the world's really fucked up and I was doing all my research, going deep into these rabbit holes of all these conspiracy theories, which by the way, most of them are actually true. <laughs> Unfortunately, they're very, very true. Um, and through that whole process, there was a lot of clinging. There was a lot, a lot, a lot of clinging onto past versions of myself and the life that I used to live. And a lot of my integration over the past little while has been really understanding that it's time to fully relinquish anything that is not part of where I wanna go next. And that's why we return back to what I said at the beginning, that love, what was it? Fuck, I've forgotten it again. <laughs> love, love, love it while it lasts, that's it. Love it while it lasts because nothing lasts, but nothing is lost. If we, if we just break this down really quickly, love it while it lasts, because the phase that you're in right now in your life, whether you place a judgment value on it being good or bad or pleasant or unpleasant or really difficult or really amazing, it's temporary, it's, it's fleeting, it's not going to be that way forever. And that can make you sad, that can make you happy, but we just must realize that every part of your stage of evolution is totally necessary for you to then upgrade to the next stage. And if you really want to excel, I'm not talking in terms of like um, excelling in terms of a grandiose way, I'm talking about like kind of accelerating your spiritual growth so that you can actually feel more frequently these higher states of consciousness of feeling genuinely peaceful, feeling relaxed, your nervous system is calm, is cool, and you don't really react to the world as much outside because you find happiness inside of yourself. 
that's why we have to take the time to, to integrate. And a big part of that process is understanding when you need to let go, when you need to stop clinging, and when you need to actually review what the kinds of things that are prevalent in your life that are just non-value added anymore. And that was, that was quite a struggle for me. I feel like in my life, I've really held on for, a long, for, for much longer than I, than I needed to. But that really taught me a lesson not to cling so tightly onto one thing out of the kind of familiarity of it, of feeling like this is comfortable here, like I've known, I've known these people in my life for so long, or I've, this is what I've kind of always done with my time, so that's what I'm gonna always do. And you know, it's very easy to stay there, stay stagnant, but when we look at plants and we see these plants that stay stagnant because they're not growing, they're going to wither at some point. They're going to find that there's that impetus continually within them to keep on regenerating, keep on replenishing, keep on reviving into a new form of life, a new stage of life. And the same, the exact same thing applies to you. So these past two years, I've, ha I've had to really process a lot of the feeling of grief. And if you've read the book called Letting Go by Dr. David Hawkins, he speaks about all these different emotions that we we need to learn to process and let go of so that we can then ascend to our natural state of peace, basically. Because if you know anything about uh, vibration and the way that this whole thing works is that naturally when we come into this world and we are just our pure, innocent baby selves, we are at a state of consciousness that is untainted by things. It's pure, it's innocent, it's natural and it's spontaneous. It's creative energy. That's why, why children are so, they just do what they want. You know, if they want to go walk over there and pick up that stick, they will do it. They won't think about it. If they want to go, you know, uh, play with their friends and make a den over there, they'll do it. They'll act on it. And in that sense, kids are full of life. They have this enthusiasm about them because life has not yet burdened them with all this conditioning about who they should be. And especially in the academic system, I know we're going on a lot of tangents, but especially in the academic system, you know, you go to school, someone tells you what to wear, you have to wear this uniform, you all have to wear the same clothes, you have to listen, listen to the teacher at the expense of, you know, your own, your own creative impulses, for example, or your own impulses to talk to your friend and have a nice conversation with your friend because they'll tell you to shut up. They'll tell you to stop laughing and pay attention. And if you fail to pay attention because you're bored out of your mind being told what to think by other people, then they will likely make you feel stupid or that you've got ADHD or that you're a really irresponsible child. And so then the world begins to imprint all of this conditioning onto you and that filters out and it dilutes your natural essence. It dilutes your natural, authentic self. And so, why was I talking about this? We were talking about grief. I don't know how those two things relate, but anyways, um, in that book, Letting Go, grief is one of the emotions that, um, oh yes, that's what, that's how I was explaining it. So there's these, in the book he explains that there's a, uh, lots of different tiers of emotions. And in order to really access our natural unburdened self that is full of peace, that is full of joy, that is full of laughter, that is full of creativity, that is full of light, all we need to do is let go and purify ourselves from everything that has convinced us that we are not full of joy. And oftentimes that's, you know, the world, the world disciplining us into this rigid idea of who we need to be in order to be meaningful and um, valuable to contribute to this society, this, this fabricated world that we live in. 
where we're just machines. We're machines doing everything the machine wants us to do. And we're scrolling like machines on our phone, ingesting the information that they want us to consume, right? And it's very, it's a very important time for us to really be making sure that we are processing. We are processing what we've been dealing with. We are really reflecting on our inner world and doing, she's staring at me, Ember's staring at me. Let's telepathically communicate. Do you know, it's not actually me saying any of the information. This is not any of my information or insights. It's Ember telepathically communicating through me and I'm just a channel. <laughs> I'm just a channel for her. Okay, she told me not to tell anyone that, so you shouldn't actually know that, that's a secret. Anyways, talking about this vibrational scale of consciousness, we are essentially here to, to let go of all the crap that we've accumulated, the, the things that have contaminated and polluted our spirit. And that's why you, you look at a child, they're full of playfulness, they're full of light, they're laughing, they're giggling, and then you look at an adult that's kind of consumed by their daily life and the daily stresses of all these things that were burdened by, the mortgage, the kids, the house, and you know, just any, any life stresses really, getting a job, getting money, and we often become bogged down by that. We lose touch with our natural selves. But one of the emotions on that scale is grief, and this is not just talking about grieving people that have passed away in their physical body. This is talking about grieving versions of ourselves. This is talking about grieving lives that we used to live, grieving places that we used to be so comfortable and familiar with, like our old home or our old hometown or places that we've just been and we've been settled in there for ages and then we kind of have to move on to new things because of maybe unexpected circumstances or we have a change, we have a change of heart. Like for me, I decided to go traveling and I, I really had to let go and grieve that old self, the old self that, that was drinking, that was smoking cigarettes, that liked going out partying and raving, which I still like that music, but I don't really resonate anymore with the kind of, um, the whole going out and getting fucked up. Like I just, I just don't enjoy, I don't really enjoy doing that anymore. It's not something that resonates with me. And that's why you have to get very in touch with your inner world so that you can find out and become very clear on what resonates with you. What draws you in? Is it the unnatural world of distraction? Or is it the natural world of freedom, of peacefulness, of living a very s serene life? And that's the kind of life that I want to opt for. That's the kind of life that I want to live, is one that is full of serenity, one that is full of peace, and I'm feeling peaceful in my day-to-day -day life. And so, in order to, in order to come back to that, in order to calm my mind and come back into, you know, my natural essence, I have to be willing to let go and grieve the past me, the past me. And that's really the whole journey that I've been on for these past two years is I've let go of a lot of friendships. I'm really not friends with a lot of the people that I used to be friends with. And I was friends with those people for a really long time. And it's not a case of, you know, adding that judgment value onto these things and saying that this is good and this is bad and this is right and this is wrong. It's about simply understanding what doesn't resonate with you anymore. And I had to be very honest with myself. And, you know, as I've grown on my spiritual journey, as I've really embraced the part of me that just really loves talking about spirituality, like this is the kind of soulful conversation that I want to have with people. And that's 
the kinds of things I'm drawn to now is talking about things like plant consciousness with my friends and how we can grow, <laughs> how we can build tree houses in the sky and um, go barefoot outside. It's stuff like that that genuinely, it, it resonates with me. It, it draws me in. And I, two years ago, I was not in that space. I was not in that state to be able to hold that kind of frequency. So back, back then, that would have not appealed to me at all. So you see that different stages of your journey, you're going to be ready to receive different things. Like what I'm talking about in today's weekly groceries and in this message, particularly talking about nature, that might not resonate with you. You might not be on the same wavelength, but if you are, if you are, then drop a comment below and leave a little leaf emoji or something, something cute like that. Um, and just, oh. oh no. Unfortunately, guys, um, my little, <laughs> my little tripod thing broke, so I had to make a, makeshift one um give me a second and this is the thing about the weekly groceries as well is that things are things happen usually i try and do them in one take um so that it's kind of flows naturally and spontaneously but we do have oh my god amber looks so cute oh you're so lovely and pretty say hello to everyone oh she's shy she's shy <laughs> But if you just give me a second, folks. Oh my goodness gracious, we've been talking for 41 minutes. I didn't even know that. I don't really feel like I've even touched on what I wanted to discuss with you. That's okay. There's no rush. There's no rush. And I like doing this because it means there's less editing to do. Less editing for me to do. Um, and more time to just spend, you know, creating creating more content. I hope that's all, I hope that's all right and that doesn't fall over again. But yes, I've had to... I've had to really let go of a lot of familiarity and comfort that I found in the things that I used to do and who I used to be. And as I've explored more of the more intuitive part of me, the more sensitive part of me that loves talking about, for example, consciousness and these uh, more esoteric things, I've really just come into my element and realized that I want to um, experience a life that is full of more things that genuinely are resonant with me. I don't really want to be talking about things that don't resonate with me anymore, things that are just not really that interesting to me anymore. And it's not something that uh, I can really help. It's not really something that I can change. So at different points in our journey, we have to really understand when is it necessary for you to let go. And I had to let go, for example, work in the 40 hour a week job that I was working for so that I could actually pursue a lifestyle that is more congruent with this peace that I, I feel like I deserve in this lifetime. And of course you deserve that too, everyone does. It's just that our attention is focused on different things. Our intention is placed in different areas. But today, I invite you to set the intention that you're going to move in the direction of things that just add more peace and serenity into your life. And that's gonna look different from person to person, but truly, you know, this is part of the this is part of the integration a part of the, the learning the lessons is understanding what we actually want otherwise we're going to continue to play out old habitual patterns of things that we don't actually want things that we don't prefer and in the past i uh, over these past two years i had this pattern this recurring pattern of just staying in connections um and even romantic connections as well that just did not they did not resonate with me i didn't really fully feel deeply connected on the ways that i kind of really desired inside you know talking about things that i find meaningful and just having that that strong that strong resonance that strong intimacy and 
thank thankfully because I've kind of been processing I've been kind of doing doing my own thing and traveling and experiencing new things experiencing new stimuli and getting out of my usual routine and not allowing myself to stay stuck and stay stagnant I've really blossomed I've really blossomed and that's allowed me to attract into my life new connections and new opportunities and new experiences that are more resonant with me like living a life where I can travel around and be and be in nature and create things which is literally that's all I really want at this point in my lifetime is to have as much free time to creatively expand and to expand myself to make sure that I am you know I'm doing my share in this world to to heal heal the world essentially but by healing myself and that's truly the best way that we are going to make change in this world is by focusing on making ourselves happy making ourselves feel luminous and that is definitely something that is attainable for everyone and so why I say that nothing well while I say that love it while it lasts is because the phase that you're in right now it's not going to be it's not going to be forever it's not eternal so make the most of where you are right now and then get clear on what it is that you you don't really want to be involving yourself in anymore I had to let go of smoking cigarettes, which I'd been doing for like three years. And it was a very strong part of the way that I identified myself in my former friendship group. Like that was kind of like a bonding experience. Um, and I would say that, yes, I'm a smoker and I had to let go of that identity. I had to let go of that label and let go of that way of relating to other people um, as an activity. And I've had to you know, let go of depending on a system that wants me to work 40 hours a week in order to, and makes me feel like I have to be this machine that's just constantly working and working for what? So I had to let go of those things that were kind of, that were keeping me stuck, keeping me stagnant. And oftentimes it can be sad. It can be sad to process that, but that's part of the integration is really realizing, you know, what you've, what you've lost again I put that in quotation marks because nothing is truly lost nothing lasts but nothing is lost because we take with us the beautiful value that it added into our lives while it lasted so even with those those um the people that I dated before where I didn't really feel that connected to them but I just kind of stayed I stayed in it because I didn't really feel that connected to myself and at times I felt lonely so it was just kind of like oh well there's this person there's this person around so might as well go hang out with them I had to really, you know, process that pattern. And now I understand that that's not something that I would do now because it doesn't, it doesn't resonate with me. It doesn't interest me. That pattern is no longer repeating itself in my life because I took the time to really process, you know, why, why am I doing that? What's the, what's the reason behind that? And it requires us to reflect on the deep truths within ourselves and to get very clear with ourselves that sometimes we do things because of external pressure or from society, like you stay in a job situation because you feel like you have to somehow, you have to stay, you know, within this kind of title that you've defined for yourself and that you're limited by because you've always said to yourself, oh yeah, I'm a teacher. So that's just all, who I'm always gonna be and who I've always been. Or we might stay within things because we're simply scared to make change in our life. And if we don't take the time to reflect on what we actually really want and what kind of life we wanna live, and who we actually are, then we're going to continue 
to repeat old cycles over and over again. Like for example, you might continue to attract people that are emotionally unavailable to you because you've not taken the time to fully reflect on yourself. Why you don't feel worthy of someone that actually likes you or why you don't feel actually worthy of accepting yourself fully so that you won't tolerate that kind of negative juju in your life. And the thing is that some, oftentimes we tolerate we tolerate sticking around with things or we tolerate negativity in our lives because we don't actually fully know what the positivity within ourselves feels like when we're actually being nice to ourselves and we're actually saying that, hey, actually, that doesn't resonate with me. And sometimes on this journey, you know, you're gonna have to be alone. And that's a big part of the spiritual journey that I think a lot of people find themselves experiencing is this sense of loneliness or the sense of isolation but I'm here today to console anyone that feels that way and say that it's not gonna last. It's not gonna last. Like over these past two years, I felt, a lot of it's felt a feeling of loneliness. Like people that I thought that I would be friends with for ages, I just suddenly didn't really feel that connected to. And I just found myself feeling like, what, where, what am I doing? What am I doing? That's why I went to Mexico and I was just kind of, I had this imp impetus to kind of explore more. To, to basically like find, find how I can connect with myself more. And that's really what traveling taught me is because I started to see that there are different ways of living. There are different lifestyles for you. There's so much you can do in this life. There's so many people that you can connect with. And don't allow yourself to fall prey to that scarcity mindset, believing that there are no like-minded souls out there or that there is no um, way in hell that you could ever you know, be living a lifestyle or be in a job that you genuinely like doing and you enjoy doing. Don't, don't trick yourself into believing that that's not something that you can have because it most certainly is. And I kind of wish that I'd had that consolation that the loneliness would, would not be that way forever. Because even sometimes whilst I was traveling, I was, you know, making friends with people and then I would just kind of feel like, oh, well, I still don't really feel like I've got those connections in my life that are enriching, like soul enriching. But as time has passed, and as I come more into myself, as I am more fully able to be myself, my full, unfiltered, weird self, but just, you know, being okay with it and being more unapologetic about that, that's when I found that I started to attract really amazing people into my life. I've met so many beautiful people on my travels, and I would not have been able to do that if I hadn't really integrated and uh, processed the losses, the losses over these past two years of you know saying goodbye to the town that I grew up in for most of my life. Lived there like 18 years and it was a big chunk of my life because you know, I, I had, I had, I went to school there and you know, um, people have this idea of who you are within that, within that context and then you have to just kind of relinquish, relinquish these past versions of yourself so that you can rediscover who you are today and who you are right now. And for example, let's say you've gone through a breakup recently, you have to start rediscovering who you are outside of that relationship or even if you're in a relationship and you've become very enmeshed with that person, do you allow yourself the time and space to process who you are when you are just being your own natural independent self. Because I feel like that's truly where we reconnect to our personal power. We reconnect to our personal 
source of love. And then we have more to give to the people in our lives around us because we are paying attention to ourselves, firstly. So there's been a lot of kind of uh, letting go, letting go and releasing and realizing that actually if I want to become more expansive, if I want to open myself up to new things and new experiences, it means that I just have to, I have to buckle up and be willing to be brave and do, do new things, do new shit with my life, try out new things, experiment with new things. And that's the kind of life that I want to, that I want to lead is, is kind of that new blank, empty, fresh mind every single day, every single day learning something new, never assuming that I know everything and neither do you. And that's what really I feel like it's very important when we are sitting down to integrate the lessons and reflect on, you know, um, why, why perhaps we, we stayed in certain relationships for too long or why we are unwilling to apply for a new job or take that new opportunity is because we really have to reflect on, you know, just how, just how much we are sticking with the old. And when we stick with the old so much, how, how on earth are we going to embrace change? How on earth are we going to let new, fresh things flow into our life and flooded, flood us with new inspiration, new ways of being? And that's what I love. That's what I've loved about traveling and why I, I want to keep doing this and keep experiencing new things and meeting new people. Because you see that there's a whole world out there there's a whole world out there that is beyond the little confines that we have placed on ourselves. I'm not just talking about the matrix, I'm talking about, you know, this, this confinement that we place around who we are. But there is no cap. There is no limit on who you are, unless you decide for it to be that way. And endlessly in life we're going to find that there are new things always trying to reach us. There is an abundance of new fresh opportunities and new people out there that are waiting to receive you. And they can't receive you unless you integrate what you've learned. Let's say you've gone through a really hard breakup or you've gone through a really difficult time. You have to process that. You have to process you know, the things that you once relied on so much. You have to start reflecting on what is the, what is the intrinsic, intrinsic lesson to the experiences that I've had? What is the loneliness trying to teach me? What is my anger about that situation trying to teach me? And ultimately, all these nuggets of gold that you gain from being reflective and being contemplative and from examining your inner world, you'll find that you become so much more wise. You become so much more wise. And that's why it is very important to come out into nature because nature naturally soothes us and calms us so that we're not receiving all these imprints of data and stimuli from the chaotic, busy world, whether that's virtual or, you know, at work and stuff. But we allow ourselves to be purified and kind of tranquilized, essentially, by nature. And when we get into that more still, calm state, that's when we can really start to be more insightful about who we are. Like, I had to be insightful about why do I keep on picking up cigarettes? Why do I keep on being drawn to these kinds of people? Why do I keep on being drawn and stuck to that lack mentality? 
when it comes to money, for example. And then you begin to process, you begin to question things. A lot of integration is about questioning your current situation and questioning what brought you there, what kinds of thoughts have brought you there, what kinds of feelings are keeping you stuck there. And oftentimes, the feeling that keeps us stuck from moving on and embracing new things is fear. What if you don't find any new friends? What if you don't end up being good at that job? What if you start that new business and it fails? What if you don't find someone that's, that is not your soulmate, but someone that you're attracted to if you start dating again? And all these things, you know, all these questions, all these questions start to crop up and that's why the mind is the, the source of our suffering. Because it's questioning things and entertaining thoughts that haven't even happened yet, things about the future that haven't even happened yet. So if you want to invite in new things into your life, things that genuinely resonate with you on the same frequency, and I mean that in a real sense where you are enlivened by these new experiences, they add more energy into your life, they add more inspiration into your life, they add more love into your life, then you have to step up to the plate and be willing to embody that frequency yourself first. Like I was saying to someone the other day, how on earth, in the past, how on earth have I said to myself that I want more, I want someone that's more loving, more emotionally available, more open into my life when I was not even in that state myself firstly. So if you want to attract better things into your life, be it first. If you want to attract people that are more creative, that are going after their passions, be it first. If you want to attract people that are kinder to you, be more kind to yourself first. If you want to attract people that are more honest, that are more emotionally intelligent, you be those things first. That is really how it will magnetize effortlessly into your life. And I've seen this happen. When I, went, when I fully took the time to process my loneliness, when I fully took the time to, you know, really reflect on myself and reflect on my, pe my tendency to cling on and hold on, and I just said, there's no need to hold on anymore. It's okay to be on your own for a little while. It's okay to be this kind of empty, empty space, this kind of uh, void of not really knowing where you're going or what you're doing. It's okay to be there. That's when I really came back into my own energy. And every day is a process of coming back into your own energy, connecting back to your authentic essence. And from that space, you can only, you can't help but attract beauty into your life because you recognize the beauty in yourself. You can't help but attract people that are emotionally available into your life because you are there firstly. And that's something that I really had to process over these two years. If you want something, be it first. If you want love, be loving first. Constantly from this world, we're trying to get things all the time trying to see what we can get from the situation. You might not be conscious of it, but in a lot of situations that you enter, you're trying to see what you can get, what you can get from other people. Can you get other people to notice you? Can you get other people to recognize you? Can you get other people to appreciate your work or what you're doing or appreciate your clothes? How about we stop trying to get so much from the world? And in every situation you ask yourself, is there any little bit of me that can give without really expecting anything in return. And I'm not saying that I'm perfect at this, no way, no way.
because the ego within us always wants to, to grab things. It, it wants, it wants and wants and wants. It wants that loving partner. It wants that, your partner to change. It wants to be recognized at work. But be it yourself firstly. And you will see that things just naturally start to happen effortlessly for you. Because you're giving more than you are than you are willing to take. So when I became a more loving, open-hearted person, I dropped my fear. I dropped my fear of not really finding people that would resonate with me. That's when I really opened my heart to, to all things. And I became friends and maintained connections with people that I didn't even expect to have. And that's when life will start to delight you in ways that you cannot imagine. So that's the importance of integration, my friends, is to really be processing and working on, you know, fully, fully upgrading and embodying and soaking in all of the wisdom that you've learned and applying it, applying it. So real quick example is, let's say that you, you keep on attracting people that are emotionally unavailable and then you start to recognize, you start to introduce more awareness into this habit. You start to introduce more awareness into this habit you have of chasing after someone else. In order to integrate that lesson, you must then see what can I actually do that is not feeding into that cycle anymore. It is not feeding into that toxic cycle where I'm doing things that kind of make me feel like I'm degrading my self-worth. As you come back more into your essence, you actually start to pay more attention to yourself and you pay less attention onto whether someone is replying to your text or not. And if you stop feeding into that old cycle, that old habit, it completes itself naturally. And that's when we actually literally will shift into a different stage of consciousness because you're no longer operating out of the stage of consciousness where you're based in fear, you're based in lack and you're based in low self-esteem so that you feel the need to fill yourself up with the validation and attention of other people. That stage of consciousness is a very different stage of consciousness to the one where you are naturally being more loving and more kind to yourself. And you feel that you don't need other people to make you feel whole and complete within yourself. From, to get from here to here, we have to do the integration. We have to really do the reflection. Spend time being quiet and letting go and dissolving all of those different low vibrational emotions that don't serve anymore. Another one is guilt. You might feel guilty for staying in a certain situation or staying, maintaining certain friendships and connections in your life. And you might feel guilty if what would happen if you were to let those things go. If you were to do more things to find out more about who you are. And that's something that I also had to process as well. So all of this is just a major amount of processing. Major amount of processing so that you can actually start to embody and wire in the new frequency, the new expression of who you are. On a real level. On a real level where it's where it's etched into your energy but other people can feel that from you as well so i'm thinking i'm going to wrap it up here because we've been talking for a long time but thank you so much for being here uh, i really appreciate it as always let me know what you've been grateful for this week i'm just grateful i'm grateful for flowers <laughs> i'm grateful for flowers i'm grateful for life i'm so in love with life right now it's just it's beautiful, it really is beautiful. And when I felt, I was swimming in the water this morning, the cold water, yeah, it was fucking freezing, but I loved it. 
I could have stayed in there for ages. The sun, the sun, I'd never seen England so beautiful. <laughs> I didn't know England could be so beautiful. The Jurassic Coast, oh, I was soaking in the sunlight. And I just looked up to the sky and I was like, thank you, God. Thank you, God, for your beautiful creations. Ah, oh, what a lovely world we live in. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for spending time with me today. Um, if you would like to, you can go over and watch my series on how to grow self-love in seven days to learn more about what we've been kind of talking about in this video, but on a deeper level. But otherwise, I will see you in my next video. Bye-bye. Oops. Hoo-hoo!